Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We are going to continue the holy letters of the Alter Rebbe, Simon Yeralef, the 11th letter. Laskil Chavina. We're going to continue learning the, some foundational concepts, Yisoidus Hachsidus, in order to, Be'ezus Hashem, allow us to understand the fascinating enlightenment of understanding that the Alter Rebbe is going to give with this parak. So we're learning this idea of being in a state that a person is fully alive. And we have went through multiple concepts that are much more than concepts but are realizations that to be fully alive, you must be faced with death. In order to be faced with death, you have to imagine that you are living your life as your last day. And when you live your life as if it's your last day, then you come into yourself fully alive, fully aware of every single detail. And there's a tremendous amount of energy that happens then when you are fully alive. We have explained with the Rambam that shuva, regret, return, repentance really means to be awake. That's really what it means. Because the opposite of tshuva, the opposite of a life of return, return on your last day means to come, return means come deeply into your body, come deeply into your, into your presence, into your aliveness, into, come, 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 become deeply aware. That's what return means. Because a person, when the last day of his life will become deeply aware. So we are explaining in essence that... He, the root of all suffering is to be unconscious, to be asleep. And yesterday we went deep into this idea that essentially most people are asleep their whole entire life. Most of the life a person is involved with penniness, with nonsense. A person's life is primarily possessed in the, in the past and in the future. And all the while, he's asleep to the present moment. So he goes to sleep at night, and when he wakes up, he's still asleep. He's just sleepwalking. And that's what the Rambam says, Lo ya'ilu lo yatzilu. His moment that, that he has at this moment, he's completely at sleep, and he's wasted it on some petty nonsense. And we have explained that there's people who live their whole entire life as if they had a near-death experience. And what this near-death experience means is that they see their life pass by them. And they see the pettiness of their whole entire life. And they see the depth of who they are, the depth of their consciousness, the depths of their souls. They see the essence of their neshama. And when they see this, they wake up. They wake up to their core identity, to the true essence of who they are and the exterior shells all the things that cover up this world all the things that are on the outside become insignificant and this happens either to people going through tremendous suffering the loss of a child the loss of something very terrible in this world which which seems so bad because it's it, it, it shakes up your temporal structure 
the temporary things that we have in this world. And it shows you, it forces you to go deeper. Or a person has a little near-death experience which compels all the structures around him to disappear and his soul comes deeply into his body. And we've explained that a person really should not crave such a type of experience because such a type of experience will allow him to glide through life. But ultimately speaking, today we make our stand and our stand for most people should not be to be a tzaddik. It is not that we were given the gift of consciousness, that you were given the gift, <coughs> that you were given your father's company. Every person has a deep, profound drive to do something on his own. If somebody offered you your father's company, or they offered you to build a company on your own, Adam a person wants to do his own work, more than nine times that somebody's going to give him for free. Because a person wants to do his own work. And therefore, Kriyas Yamsuf, the revelation of Kriyas Yamsuf, which the Kriyas Yamsuf, I'm using a metaphor to explain the idea of a near-death experience. A near-death experience, an experience where you become crystal clear that who are you is not who you think you are. You think you're this little person. You have miniature ideas about yourself, all different types of pettiness about yourself. I need to have success, I'm going to have it in the future, and I'm going to get this, and I'm going to get that, and I don't have this now, and I don't have that now. And all of these things limit a person, because none of what you think you are could ever define who you are. But when a person comes to realize this, when a person comes to realize this, he starts to become free. But there's two ways a person can have this realization. Very few amount of people in a generation have this realization by way of vision. By way of prophecy. By way of clarification, either through tremendous suffering or because they have a near-death experience. Or because, or because they were born like that, where their souls are so deeply into their body where their body does not cover up on the infinity of their soul, where the body doesn't stop them from seeing the truth. But a person who has that, his job only is to light up people around him. He has no job, he's not working. There's nothing, there's no struggle in this world for such a person. But the average person does not have this. And the average person will look at the tzitzis and he will have to discover Kriyas Yamsu from the tzitzis. And that's a tremendously hard job, but it comes with tremendous gratification. The blue string in the tzitzis is so far away from the water from splitting the sea. Splitting the sea is so beautiful, it's so unimaginable. To see the sea showing the galaxies, and the galaxies showing the kingdom of heaven, and discovering the infinity of Hashem. And that's the revelation we're all going to have when Mashiach comes. But to discover that now, at this moment now, to get rid of my past, to get rid of my future, to discover, to look at you as my spouse, 
and to discover the infinity in you, to see beyond the outside, to see beyond the surface. That is something that has immeasurable pleasure. There's immeasurable energy that comes out from that. Because the world wants to suck it out of us. The world wants to take us into a state where we just see what is. Where we become asleep. Where we become triggered. The world wants to put us in a space where all we see is that little string, and then we become triggered, the petty little string. And we don't see the purpose in this moment, the ability to be able to go deeper, to look through what is, to split our own seas. And that's why Chazal said, Because the average person doesn't have Kriyas Yamsuf. The average person doesn't even have a memory. Of anything like Kriyas Yamsov. The average person, Kriyas Yamsov is the hardest thing for him. A person who's enlightened has Kriyas Yamsov all the time. He sees Umal Aritz Hashem. He sees the infinity in every single Jew. He sees infinity all around him. And most of the times he's either in the base Medrash or he's in a different world. But the average person has to look through. But the beauty of one moment of looking through, the beauty of one moment with my spouse, if I could discover this even for one moment, and I could transcend what is, the superficial, and I could go deeper, and I could give unconditional love, and I could be present, the beauty of that, the beauty of that look through, that moment in time, the beauty of watching a whole entire world try to suck me away, Everything in this world is designed to suck me away from living with Kriyas Yamsuf. From living with what's inside. It wants me to live with what's outside. Which means I'll be completely asleep. It will be a superficial life. It will be a life of drama, a life of triggers. A life of the little me. A life of self. A life of success. A life of something in the future. You see, these are all forms of ego. We could talk about ego... <coughs> The whole entire day. Because everything you see around you is ego. Every single thing you see around you is superficial. Everything you see around you is a pseudo It's trying to take you away from what is right now. But the Torah and Mitzvahs gives you the ability do you understand what it means? Run after your little petty eyes that you're going to see some type of temptation and you're going to run after that and make that your whole entire life. Run away from what is. Your eyes saw something for one moment. And now your heart and your eyes and your whole body and your whole soul and everything becomes asleep running after this nonsensical thing. Or you could have what you have right now which is what you're going to have the day that you die, which is the thing that you wish you could be able to have, which is my whole being, my whole consciousness. We split my sea, and I split your sea, and I go deep inside with what is. The ability to have that marriage is your choice, and it comes with struggle. It's a kosher. But it's Kizavik it's Kriyas Yamsov, and it's your ability to do it. Your ability to say tzitzis every single time, two times a day. It's your ability to do it, and that's why mitzvah tzitzis is not a, it's a, it's, it's a voluntary mitzvah. 
And that's why it's kula keneged kala mitzvahs. Mitzvahs cannot be imposed on you. Because if it would have been imposed on you, essentially it's like being imposed, kriyas yamsa being imposed on you. And there's a beauty in that. And when Mashiach is going to come, we're all going to live like that. But now you make your stand. Now when you walk through life, you have every single thing is designed to make you be asleep. Every single thing is designed to trigger you, to pull you into the drama of life. And to make you miss the boat, miss what it really is. But because you're not an enlightened being, because the average person is not an enlightened being, <coughs> you have the ability to choose it at every single moment. Or at any single moment. And that choice is something that's infinite. That choice, the, choose, the, the choice to transcend what is, to transcend your ego, to transcend the little version of the way you think you are, and to split your own sea, and to split your spouse's sea, and to split your child's sea, and to split your friend's sea, to go deeper, to see them for who they are, and not for the little petty little thing that's in you, that you discovered in them that triggered you. To be able to transcend that, that is the essence of Torah Mitzvahs. To be able to go to take everything you have, to be able to go deeper. At any moment that you choose to do it. And that's a life full of vitality, even for one moment. And that is the same exact thing with Parnassah. Most of a person's life, he's involved in his Parnassah. He's nervous, he has anxiety. And he's trying to build a... He gets lost in his, in, 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 his, in his job and he thinks that becomes his identity and how much money he's going to have and what type of success he's going to have. Because he's not an enlightened person. Because the nature of a person is that he's living with what is. But if he discovers what we learned in the past few letters... That the purpose of his money and the purpose of his job has nothing to do with his job or with his money. But it's a discovery. It allows you with your everness, with your whole entire infinite infinity of your being to be able to give that to Hashem. To be able to give that to another person. If you discover that, then you have a different type of job. Your job is entirely different. Your job is insignificant to what you're trying to do. Which is to make money and to give tzedakah. So you could be able to put your whole entire energy into another person. Hechir is v'mefird b'yinhan, tayir is v'metutalein. You achieve much higher when somebody takes you by the hand. But it's much more pleasurable, both for Hashem and for you, when you do the work on your own. A person can have a match made in heaven. A person can be gifted with a company from his father. Everything can be perfect. He can be an enlightened being. And then there could be a person... That's going through tremendous suffering, tremendous temptation, tremendous living with, with the outside. And it's as hard as Kriyas Yamsuf. It's as hard as Kriyas Yamsuf. His business, his temptation, 
his marriage, his relationship with people. But over there he makes a stand. Tzitzis, he has to look through, he has to split everyone's seat. He has to see the kingdom of heaven in this moment. He has to see the truth of who he really is. The infinity of who he is, the indescribable, the unimaginable. The part of him that's pumping, that's alive over here. And he has to bring that out into his conscious life. And every moment that he does that is an infinite moment. And every moment that he does it, even though it's kosher, there's a tremendous pleasure in it. There's a tremendous pleasure for the Abishur, and there's a tremendous satisfaction in his own life. And if you try this sometimes, you'll see that the pleasure is undefinable and unimaginable, immeasurable. When you make a tremendous amount of money and you hear about somebody who's about to die or you hear about some type of mesidus nefesh that you need to do and you transcend your ego and you do it, the satisfaction that's involved in that is immeasurable. And it's those moments that are you're fully alive. It's those moments that you split your seed that you recognize the essence of who you are. And that's why in order to understand this simon, it's extremely important to go deep into this idea of Kriyas Yamsuf, to go deep into this idea. Because actually the Rebbe writes that in order to understand this parak, you have to look at Simon Tess. And Simon Tess we learned a few weeks ago. Simon Tess is what the Alter Rebbe said, that when you came into the shul and you said Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad, you discovered that everything is God. You opened your eyes to the reality. Did you open your eyes? No, you closed your eyes. Every Jewish person takes his hand, puts his hand over his eyes and declares Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem Echad. And what are you declaring? You're declaring that I recognize that the whole entire world is, is, is Hashem. The whole entire world is nothing but Hashem. I'm going to walk out of this show and I'm going to see a world. But I declare with full faith everything I would lead, everything that led up from my Moida'ani till now was all to, to declare the Emes. Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem But then I open up my eyes and I recognize and I say Baruch Shem and I say it with a whisper because the whole point is that we should not see the Ebeshter over here. I'm going to go out to my work and I'm going to go with my marriage and over there I'm not going to see it. And I'm going to go to build my logo. And that's what Alter Rebbe says in Simitas. I'm going to go the whole day. I'm going to be involved with my business. But chas for shalom that I should become blind to the truth that I discovered with my closed eyes. Because with my closed physical eyes, I discovered with my spiritual eyes the truth. That Kriyas Yamsuf is the emes. That the emes is that this world is filled with God. That everything in this world is God. But I can't see it. And I can't see it because Hashem created this world this way because He wants me to discover it. And only I can do it on my own now. And that's called splitting the sea. And that's called tzitzis, looking through. Looking through the temptation of this world. And that's why there's a tremendous story that the Gemara tells. With a student... who did the mitzvah of tzitzis, but he succumbed to temptation. And the Gemara tells 
that he found out that there was a prostitute and he ran after her. And then he spent a lot of money and finally, when he came to her, the tzitzis hit him in the face. And he, was, and he, ran, he started to run away. And she tried to understand what was going on over here. And when he explained to her what happened with the tzitzis, she asked him to write down his name and his Rebbe's name. And he ran away and he went back to the yeshiva. And she went and sold everything she had. And she came to this base medrash. And she tracked down this student. And she told the Rosh Hashiva, I was Megayer. I came and I was Megayer. And I gave all my money to the poor people. And I want to marry this boy. And we never accept converts. Especially not for marriage. But over here they allow this woman to be Megayer and to marry this boy. Because what happened over here was the depth and the essence of the mitzvah of tzitzis. Both men and women run after the lust of this world, of what we see outside. And the whole entire world is really here, so we should split the sea of this world. So we should discover the infinity, the spirituality of this world. Marriage, relationships, everything that there is in this world. There's the outer crust, what we could use, what we can manipulate, what, what we could lust after, what we could be tempted by, what we could create drama by, or we could go deeper. And this boy ran after temptation like most people do. But with the tzitzis, he was able to discover deeper that whatever he's about to get lost in, the addiction he was about to get lost in, is a superficial life. It's a petty life. And it's the opportunity to go deeper at every moment. This temporary life will try to rip you out of living. It will try to make you unconscious. It will try to keep you asleep with worry, with fascination, with lust. And at that moment, he discovered it. He saw that only this temptation is only there to bring me closer with a person, but I don't have that. So I'm just going to have the temptation, I'm just going to have the lust, I'm just going to have the immorality. And he discovered that. And he, and he said that the whole entire wor- purpose of this life is that I should, a person should get married. Shekhinah Shruya B'neim. The Shekhinah should be Shruya in my house, me and my wife should have a life with, with this peace and harmony where we could become one with God. And that's what he discovered with the tzitzis. He discovered that all his yearnings, all his hopes, was for something much deeper, because he was able to see deeper. He saw that it's all the Ebersheh. And he woke up at that moment, and he jumped off the bed, and he said, with his whole energy, like the Zoyer says, in one moment he did tshuva. He put his whole entire energy into transformation because he saw the truth of life. And he went to the yeshiva. And what did he do? He woke up by this woman, the same, entire, the same exact devotion. Because she said the same thing, what do I want? What was I running after? A little attention, a little something temporal, some type of lust. She said, I want that type of devotion. Because ultimately speaking, a man devoted to a woman and a woman devoted to a man. 
one person devoted to his friend, to be able to split someone else's seed, to be able to look through beyond the beauty, beyond the temptation, beyond the lust. To be able to discover the soul of everything is the purpose of everything. And when she saw that, she said, I want that. And she sold everything she had. Because she could have been the greatest celebrity in the world, but nothing come close, comes close to raw infinity life. And to discover that, you have to go deeper than what is. You have to look at this moment and go deeper. And that's what he did, which woke it up in her. And even though she was a guy, she decided she wanted to be Megayer. And she said, for one moment of that, to see that devotion... And Chazal allowed them to marry each other. And the Gemara says, that is the schar of tzitzis. The tzitzis, to look through, to split your own sea. That's what chasana is. That's what parnasa is. To be able to split your own sea. And that's the opportunity that you have today. You have the opportunity now. The opportunity of Kriyas Yamsov is your opportunity now. And when you discover Kriyas Yamsov on your own, you get lahaskil chabina. You get enlightenment on your own. You discover the purpose of life and you make it yours on your own. Not because you got enlightened, because some moment in time transformed your whole life and now for the rest of your life, you're going to be free. No, you're going to make this happen every day. You're going to do it through your work. And when a person does it through his work, that's kiheim chayeinu v'erichimeinu. That's shakula keneget and kala mitzvahs. That's why mitzvahs tzitzis is kula keneget all the mitzvahs. Because it's your ability with every single mitzvah. To become free, to go deeper than what is. To be able to see the core of your consciousness. To be able to see the core of your soul. And to discover that in your spouse. And to discover that in your child. And to live like that is a magical life. It's an entirely different life. But everything in life will try to stop you from living like that. Every single thing in life. And it's that recognition that everything will try to stop you from living like that. Which means that everything really is a portal for you to live like that means that every form of suffering, every form of trying to make you asleep is a portal for you to wake up now and to see that there's you and there's Abishter and the other person, the infinity, to be able to split the other person's seat. And that is a, a, a life of, a worth living. That is a life where the light of my soul is revealed, meaning the light of my consciousness is revealed, and not that I'm asleep. And ultimately speaking, that is the depth of the calling of every single person. So even though it's kasha, it's kriyas yamsuf. It's, it's being able to split another person's seeds, being able to live with infinity in this limited moment now.